Uh, we are starting a new series this morning, which asks this question. What are you chasing? In my humble opinion, everyone is chasing something. God encourages us in Matthew 6, 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things, all those other things that we're worried about, all those other things that we need will be given to you as well. Now, even if you are seeking his kingdom and his righteousness first, uh, even if you are blessed and you can say, you know what, God has given me all these things as well, I'm willing to bet that there is a temptation in your spirit, like there's a temptation in mine to seek something else first in front of God. If I looked at your Google searches or your latest pins on Pinterest, I might even be able to take an educated guess about what you're chasing. Uh, searching for makeup and clothes, maybe you're chasing beauty, confidence, home decor and room renovations. Maybe you're chasing comfort or, or status or interior design perfection. Maybe you're searching for an item because you just want more. Not because you need more, you just want more, like guns, guilty, uh, or, or guitars, or, or books, or shoes, or purses. Or maybe your things are bigger, it, like land, or a new home, or an RV, or your next vacation spot. Whatever it is, you're, you're probably also like me. We are so good at explaining why we need what we desire. Now, hear me, there is nothing wrong with any of those things, especially guns. <laughs> it is in the Constitution. We have the right to keep and bear arms, which in my interpretation means that every American should own at least one and know how to use it properly. That's not a joke, like I seriously feel that way. Uh, the Second Amendment guarantees you get to keep the rest of the 26, in my humble opinion. Uh, anyway, there is nothing wrong or sinful with any of those things I mentioned. The problem is that there's something wrong with us. It, the problem lies here. We all face the temptation. If you're taking notes, this is your first fill in the blank. We all face the temptation to seek the blessings of God instead of the giver of all good things, like first. We chase after this and that, looking for it to satisfy our life. Once we end up chasing something, we realize that what promised to bring fulfillment does not often deliver on the promise. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Get, get something, chase something, get it, and you think, yeah. Or as my son would say, meh. <laughs> so during this season, uh, this series, we're, we're going to look at a variety of things that we're tempted to chase instead of seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness first. Seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness means 
seeking God's character within us, expressed on a daily basis. And I want to reiterate, all of the things that we're going to look at in this series are blessings from God, if kept in the proper perspective. As we begin this series, we're going to look at chasing fame. Fame is the desire to be known, admired, liked, followed, even maybe revered. And you may be thinking, Pastor Steve, I live in Hunker, Pennsylvania. (laughs) I am obviously not chasing fame. Well, with the internet, that's not true anymore because it doesn't matter where you are. You can chase fame anywhere. You may have no desire to see your name in lights, but there are different kinds of fame. Some people struggle with needing to be thought well of to such a degree that they will compromise the righteousness of God and his kingdom, heaven itself, to be known and approved by others. That might be being made famous with like a little f. It could be the young lady who crosses a line she told herself she would never cross because she's seeking the approval of a young man or vice versa. To be known and liked and approved of is a powerful thing. Maybe a guy who's manipulating numbers to claw his way at the talk, to be recognized and rewarded and known as the best. Again, it's not wrong to be known as the best, but how you get there is important. Or maybe someone who is in the habit of overcommitting because they have a desire deep in their soul to help and be liked. By other people, helping others and having a good reputation is a blessing. But if you are neglecting yourself and others close to you, that could be an unhealthy chasing. What is so important about being famous in their eyes? It's a good question. Or how many of us guys do something, and guys, we have to be honest about this. How many of us guys do something around the house and then announce it like with trumpets for our wife to hear. Honey, honey, I ran the vacuum cleaner. I I, I did it. I've done it. Now, ladies, I know this is kind of silly and nobody cheers when you clean. (laughs) But we husbands really, really, really want to be famous in your eyes. There can be an unhealthy insecurity behind all this. There can be. But there should be a healthy, mutual appreciation for one another expressed in marriage. So ladies, if you want your man to ever vacuum that floor again, tell him thank you. Give him a hug and tell him he looks sexy doing it. (laughs) That is good marriage advice right there. Amen. If you're not going to say it, I'm going to say it. Guys, if your wife puts a plate of food in front of you at the end of the day, especially if she's working or chasing kids all day long, eat it and tell her thank you. Tell her to go relax while you clean up the dishes or at least do it Together, that's good marriage advice. Your spouse should be famous in your eyes 
and they should know it. You know that, why that's true? Because marriage is supposed to be the closest reflection on this earth of God's love for his church. We're here because he's famous. And we're here to proclaim and sing his praises. And that kind of dynamic should happen in marriage. We should be famous in each other's eyes. We should see it. We should feel it. We should hear it. In our day and age, I think social media has warped chasing fame in like unhealthy ways. With social media, we get like this instantaneous feedback. And we are tempted to base our value, the, the value of our entire life, based on how many likes or comments we get compared to other people. But what's posted on social media isn't even reality. Filters, effects, staging, those stupid puppy dog ears. Do you realize that some people are basing how they feel about their life based on someone else's filtered reality. It's crazy. Social media has created a desire to be famous in new ways. YouTube, Instagram. Now, you might not face that temptation. You might not even be on social media. You could care less. But the reality is your kids probably face the struggle. Your grandkids probably face this struggle. There is nothing sinful about being famous. And if your spouse is famous in your eyes, it's actually a healthy thing. Fame, in many ways, can be the natural outpouring of being good at what you do. It's also, I think, a natural result of being a godly person. If you display the fruit of the Spirit in your life, you will be thought well of. You will be famous. Galatians 5, through 23 says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, all those things that are totally absent on social media? There is no such law, Paul says, against these things. If the Holy Spirit shines through you in these ways, you will be thought well of. In fact, I think you could make the argument that God actually makes people famous if they display his character. And David is a good example. Look at 1 Chronicles 14, 13 through 17. Once more, the Philistines raided the valley. So David inquired of God again, and God answered him, Do not go directly after them, but circle around them and attack them in front of the poplar trees. As soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the poplar trees, move out to battle. Because that will mean God has gone out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. So David did as God commanded him, and they struck down the Philistine army all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. So David's fame spread throughout every land, and the Lord made all the nations fear him. God made David 
famous. He made his name great. And as David sought God's will and obeyed and used his talents to do God's will, God's way, God made his name great. David had all of those character traits from his youth. Remember the, the, the sermon Ty preached last week about David and Goliath? David wasn't looking to make a name for himself. He was defending the name of God. I'm kind of thinking that the battle of David and Goliath may have turned out differently if David was seeking fame instead of the giver of those gifts. Would he have defeated the Goliath? Maybe. Would his life have blown up at some point if he sought fame instead of honoring God? Probably. Would God have picked him out of Jesse's sons to be the next king of Israel? I'm thinking, no. Samuel the prophet looked at Jesse's sons and said this of David's older brother. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at outward appearances, but the Lord looks at the heart. Honoring God was a consistent pattern in David's life from his youth. God could see his heart, and God was making him famous. I believe God's saying to someone here this morning, you know what, things have been hard, but you have honored me. The world has judged you, but I know your heart. You have humbled yourself before me, and I will lift you up at just the right time. I'm not making that up. That's in the book. It's not wrong to be famous, but chasing fame instead of God can be detrimental to your faith walk. You can't genuinely seek God and his kingdom, and his righteousness, and fame. Inevitably, whether it's international stardom or just favor in someone's eyes, you end up compromising God's character in your life. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Something about chasing fame moves the trajectory of our heart and our life away from God. Don't get me wrong. You can totally leverage attention and fame to show people Jesus. You can make a difference in people's lives as you display the character of God. But be very, very careful because the temptation is to chase fame and being liked in and of itself. This morning, I want to look at John the Baptist, just briefly, because I think John's spirit, John got this 
Right. Um, crowds started following John before Jesus appeared on the scene, and John was an absolute spectacle. Uh, he, he dressed in clothes of camel's hair. He ate bugs. He, he pa- preached passionate, passionate messages, and people came out in droves to hear him and to be baptized. But then they started asking a question of John. Are you the one? Like, are you famous? Are are you the one or is there someone else? And how easy would it have been for John to say, you know what, just follow me. Just, Just look at me. Listen to my word. But John knew that he had a unique ministry of preparing the way for someone whose fame knew no ends. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Look at John's word, words in Mark 1, 7 through 8. John announced, Someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I am not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Speaking of Jesus, John said this, He must become greater, I must become less. John's attitude, I think, needs to be our attitude as we follow Jesus. No matter how successful or how well-known we are in this life, it's not about me. It's not about making my name known. It's ultimately about making Jesus known through my life. Two things that I think John did really, really well. Number one, John represented Jesus on a daily basis, and we can too. When you post on Facebook or Instagram, make sure you're representing Jesus. There is a lot of funny memes out there. Make sure they represent Jesus. When you're tempted to respond to a post, make sure you are representing Jesus. When you're hanging out with the guys or hanging out with the gals, make sure the fruit of the Spirit is evident in your life. Instead of worrying about what someone else is thinking of you, just show them Jesus. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5.20, So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. If you're a follower of Jesus, you are called an ambassador of Christ. An ambassador is like that highest ranking official, a diplomat from one nation to another nation to represent the home territory. As an ambassador of Christ, when, when we walk in the room, the light of heaven walks into a room. When we walk into a room, hope walks into that room. Because we represent him and his kingdom. We represent Christ by what we say and how we act and how we love, how we dress, how we post. Whatever we do should bring glory to God. Less of us, more of him. And then second, John lived for the approval of God and not people. Jesus did this, remember? He said, I only do what my father tells me to do. 
And John, as he preached, he didn't pull any punches because he wasn't trying to get the crowd's approval. He, he spoke boldly and called people to repent. John, I think, would have said amen to Paul's words in 1 Thessalonians 2. For we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. Our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. The good news is that God gave his one and only son, that whoever lives in him will never die, but will inherit eternal life. At New Stanton Church, we keep, we keep talking about showing people Jesus and growing to a worshiping congregation of 651. We all know it's not about a number. It's not about 651. It's about the one because every one matters. You are his ambassador. Help change someone's story. Represent him to a group of people like your group, your friends, your coworkers, strangers, you, me. They will literally go to hell without him. We don't live for the approval of people. We live to see God call them his own. We don't live for the pat on the back. Good, good job. We live for the voice of the Father that we will one day hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. He alone judges our hearts and we live for his praise, for his glory, less of him and more of me. It's not about making a name for ourselves, but making much of the name of Jesus. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So I ask you, what what are you living for? The approval of men or the approval of God? If it's God, then tell them. Tell everyone because they matter to God. This church isn't big enough until everyone in your circle knows him. Let's pray. Father, would you make this real in our hearts and in our lives this morning? God, as we go throughout our day, as we love our wives, as we love our friends, as we live with our coworkers and just day in and day out, show people Jesus. May you give us boldness. Pour out your spirit. Empower us to give encouragement, a testimony to your love, a way that our story has been changed. And God, if you brought anyone here this morning that has never invited you into their life, to be their Lord and Savior. If you're here this morning thinking, you know what, I, I want to know him. I want, I want to make him famous. I invite you to pray the prayer on the screen with me, even if it's in the quietness of your own heart. Heavenly Father, forgive all my sins. Make me brand new. Jesus, save me. Change me. Fill me with your spirit so I can follow you. Less of me, more of you. 
Thank you for new life. Now you have mine. In Jesus' name I pray.